This rules. That's Honestly, tense. the presentation of it. Wait, was that the man? That was that was Mansers. That was from Mansers. Okay, yeah, I, I, I feel like as a young boy seeking answers, <laughs> scrolling through the guide, when I saw that on Spike TV, I had no other choice but to tune in. I wish they had one for boys back in the day because I wasn't quite a man. Boysers, boysers. I think about it. for boys. Yeah, watching mansers at a developmental age may have you know r- truly stunted my development as a man. You, grew you were up too, too mature for your class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was rocking around Nobel Middle School talking about you know how to get away with drunk driving or convincing <laughs> girls at the club yeah. that you make more money than you do. Yeah, being like you can't let a woman tie you down yeah. when you're like twelve or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Can't spend Meanwhile, too much it's time. like yeah, just begging a girl for a hug. <laughs> 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 um, Mansers was a show on Spike TV, but it's not the the topic of uh, today's. I should have chose that, huh? After hours, up, huh? yeah, we should do for a double feature a a you know uh, one episode of Mansers and one episode of One Thousand Ways to Die. I think it would really. Get you into a zone of a specific channel at a specific time. Make a triple. <laughs> throw in the man show in there to cap it off. <laughs> That's as well. true. We got a shout out to the juggies. <laughs> the juggies? Is that is that like it's part man, of the man those show? Are the women. Oh, the, the women. I thought it was yeah. going to be like the man show fans. You know, no, trust they call me. Look, juggies. The the man show. It's not just men on there. Okay. <laughs> so it's like a doctor there's it's a doctor T in the women situation. Yeah, the juggies where, are the where women. The, well there's there's men there's men in Doctor <laughs> T in the women, so like yeah. can you know, kind of like in the man show there's women in there oh, too. Oh, okay. That that <laughs> makes more sense. I thought you were saying that, you know, uh, that uh, Adam Corolla was like a Doctor T figure, and <laughs> the Juggies were his women. Corolla's no, I've heard I've heard Corolla. He doesn't have the kind of the He's he's not clear headed enough. I think he's got he's dealing with a lot of stuff. That's so true. Messiah of Evil is the film that we're talking about today. Malcolm, you you brought this nineteen seventy three new Hollywood horror movie, this kind of cult movie to the podcast. Why? Well, you know, I wanted to bring something with a little bit of fanfare. You know what I mean? Get people interested. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. Have we have we done a horror movie in a minute? You know, I feel like, you know, maybe even though we, I think we do plenty. You know, uh, we cover plenty of horror movies. Maybe we should, you know, do some more. So I'm getting that to the mix. Yeah. And uh, you know, I kind of I didn't even really look up what this was about before I chose it. I kind of just it, its reputation was pretty high, so I kind of was just banking on that. But you know, coincidentally enough, you know, this is a movie about California history, and I've been up and down California. You know, these, this past day. So, I, you know, I kind of it felt appropriate to watch this after returning home from Watsonville. And uh, yeah, you know, this it, it's kind of Messiah of Evil. It's kind of, you know, this is what life was for me growing up Damn. back in Watsonville, even though I didn't live by the beach, but like 30 minutes. A little yeah. drive. Take a little drive. OK, <laughs> I get it. You ever go to Point Doom now that you're out here? You ever go there? No. Where is that? Where's Point that? Doom is just next to Zuma. 
It's just like oh, uh, okay. It's a it's there. a it's pretty like it's pretty funny in the beginning when the gas station attendant's like, "You want to go to Point Doom, that that rundown dirt dirt cheap little town?" <laughs> it's like yeah. you're just in the hills. You're five minutes away. It's not yeah. a huge deal. Uh, but I guess things felt a little more spaced out back then. You're not traveling from one beach to the next like people do now at the overcrowded beach towns of Los Angeles. Yeah, you know what? So going to just a small little tangent when when I was back home, I watched this horror another california beach horror movie back when i was home with my parents called like the monster of pierre des blancas which means white rocks and uh i guess it's like based on like this beach town near like uh i don't know kind of in between like the central coast and the you know southern coast mm-hmm. but like kind of the same you know not nothing not too many similarities between those movies but though you know a lot of people saying like don't go in that town because that town sucks a lot of people like what like because I, I love when you know he's down talking point doing he's like a lot of you know boring people there are he's, he's like down talking to people for not having enough hustle or something like yeah you know what i mean <laughs> they don't got anything going on there he calls it a piss poor town you yeah, know? It's yeah. Like, hey man uh, they've got some nice houses it seems like uh it seems like the the place where this girl is going her dad has a nice house he, he's not a piss poor kind of guy well Maybe he is, in a more spiritual way, a piss-poor kind of guy in terms of the haunting of his house. Let's let's get into it. This is a film by Gloria Katz and Willard Hike. Uh, they are a writing and directing combo that also, you know, outside of this, I guess, are most famous for their collaborations with my old friend, George Lucas. Uh, they wrote the script for American Graffiti, they wrote the script for Temple of Doom, and they directed Howard the Duck. Now, uh, I guess bridging this to the other side of New Hollywood, I I guess George Lucas makes sense as that, that bridge uh, to close that gap between something as crazy and freaky and radical as this to directing Howard the Duck. Uh, I, I think that, you know, spirit of the love of genre movies, uh, whether they be classic Hollywood serials or anything else, uh, as this film seems to be inspired from a lot wider influences than just old horror movies. Uh, the new Hollywood movement that, I don't know, the, this kind of fits right in, in between the smaller independent radical productions and the blockbuster co-opting of those styles. I mean, I also I also think it's interesting that this is the first instance on the pod of husband and wife autorism. Ooh, that's true. Like very frequently, I feel like there's a collaboration where it's like both of them are not like sharing like director credit. But I think that like, I don't know, adds an interesting element in collaboration. And I don't know, it, I th- it's surprising that I, you don't see it more often. So this young girl... She, as we said, has to go see her father. Uh, her father lives in Point Doom, a beach town outside of Los Angeles. Well, you know, in Los Angeles County, I guess. Obviously, it's a horror movie. So when she gets to the house, nothing is what it seems. Uh, there are some undead. That would be the monster here. Would be a horde of undead zombie-like freaks who roam about the town. In fact, uh, these undead uh, freaks were even labeled as the living dead in some releases of this film, which kind of got uh, George Romero up into a big stink. And he was like, hey, man, <laughs> you can't you can't use Whoa. that phrase. 
Uh, the film was also released as The Undead uh, in some markets, I guess. Uh, it's it's a film that seemed kind of all over the place in terms of release. Uh, it wasn't until later, like the the retroactive releases, that seemed more, I don't know, clear cut and not just like let's change you know the title and the poster and the marketing to make a quick buck on this thing. Mm-hmm. I think after it had kind of developed its you know little cult, uh, it only grew from there. Yeah, you know, I could definitely get them selling it from like a zombie aspect because i guess you know these people are essentially you know zombies or whatever these you know these uh hordes of the you know the beach town people but what's really kind of like offsetting about this movie is how just kind of like disorientating like everything is rather than like i know there's some there's some pretty you know brutal zombie scenes but it's like more just like scenes of characters walking around alone is where it really kind of feels in it's like a mm-hmm. uh, horror bag or whatever because it's like yeah i feel like this movie has such a great attention to the atmosphere of everything and like makes it a priority to highlight that like i feel like every setting we're in here we get to know what it sounds like when it's like dead silent or you know when there's not that much going on and it's just kind of like you're kind of just waiting for something to happen as these characters walk around yeah, I, I feel like it could fall into a trap of kind of surreal uh, nightmare logic horror uh, where it's just like, oh, stylish shots of a person walking around a surreal environment. That can get boring. It doesn't get boring here at all, though. Uh, I think this is a film that operates in that mode wonderfully because the imagery is just so expressionistic. And yeah, I don't know. The, the gas station scene, as we mentioned, just such a beautiful like shot of that neon gas station kind of similar to uh john carpenter's first segment in body bags of course he had to have (laughs) seen this right because i well maybe maybe not i mean it's they're not that simple but it is like i immediately thought of that when yeah uh, yeah when uh when i saw the gas station scene gas station horror maybe it's something to be explored a little bit more yeah man those those late nights pitch black environment but you got the bright neon signage it's uh it's a cool look it's a cool look. But that's where we see our first kill from this this horde of the undead, this guy who, you know, smashes a guy with a car on a lift in the mechanics area of the gas station after, you know, the gas station attendant got a little nosy, took a little look in the yeah. guy's uh, tr- uh, truck bed, saw some nasty stuff. I would have minded my own business. There's a hot girl coming through <laughs> trying to get some gas and you're worried about this freak? with dead guys in his truck. That is true. Uh, I think you're... She didn't have any money either. <laughs> I think you're... Uh, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Not exactly where I was going. Uh, 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 but oh, she okay. was going to find a way to pay. Regardless. <laughs> Whoa. That's not where I. That's not where I was going. I was. Just, I was saying, you know, kind of just, you know, do your job here instead of, you know, trying to, you know, be uh, Mr. Detective Columbo over here. Maybe you should uh, fill up the gas and collect the money from the customers. Yeah, maybe that's, that's why we got murdered. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, I saw this episode of The Shield where uh, the this lady left a baby at a gas station for collateral because she didn't have any money <laughs> just like <laughs> it was pretty funny it was just like the, the whole episode everyone just like the baby is at the police station people are like i'm gonna kill this mom when she comes through and then the bomb comes and it's kind of like that fraser episode where fraser's uh babysitting his 
date's daughter and the date like tells him about how much her mom sucks or whatever yeah and he's like oh i have a mind to tell you missy uh yeah mm-hmm. basically the same thing happens but it's just like yeah no i was at work the babysitter fucking abandoned this kid at the, at the gas station <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring in some like 16 year old girl uh and her boyfriend and she's like you see that guy you don't get a chance with him all the time <laughs> you gotta drop everything <laughs> i just thought it was very funny <laughs> episode <laughs> <laughs> oh god i got so distracted there what were we talking about how did that happen we were again? talking about the shield oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, because of the gas station scenario yes regardless we see a great kill there and yeah th- this kind of operates in a mode in between the gory and the atmospheric it kind of switches off set pieces whether it's going to be an insane nightmare of a horde of people following you. These weird people occupying her father's house uh, with the guy has like a British accent too, which I always hate, but like yeah. makes me uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. in a way. Like yeah. I think in this film, it makes me uncomfortable. Like when American movies from this era just have like a British guy might be a bugger. They're creeps. Yeah. What are you British doing? People, no, British people. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like, uh, once you get to the very gothic hippie house that her father uh, owns with the abstract wallpapers and everything, the film is just stylistically, you know, in its bag, I guess. Yeah. And you just have characters wandering through it. The cinemascope frame is often obscured, like either halfway or like two thirds of the way, kind of split. And then you contrast that with these shots of you know, a, a woman in the center of the frame in horror with nothing around her or these wide open landscape shots that are beautiful, like uh, her going into the Ralph's parking lot at yeah. night where the oh, whole yeah. parking lot seems to be illuminated by the neon sign. Uh, there's also like the overhead parking lot light, but it's uh, it's just such a gorgeous, like high contrast shot. And uh, I don't know the use of color here. Even the neon signs feel like it's the same material, like that, like uh, very clearly paint blood that you see in movies like this. Even the neon signs kind of have that same color temperature. And uh, I don't know, it all feels like a painting to me, which also speaks to the interior of that mansion where obviously you have all these, uh, you know, trippy matte painting type uh, wallpapers, which really just distort the perspective of everything. Yeah, you think the colors in this movie, like it feels like, like every morning scenes like on the beach and every night scene is like, you know, in the town seeing like these neon signs, kind of a lot of characters like going to movies or just grocery shopping alone and then getting, you know, caught up by the hordes of people. You know, I like this movie all the way through, but I kind of I do like the first half maybe a little bit more just because I feel like it's exposition is just a little bit better when like you don't like because like the the um, what do you call it the guy and like his two girlfriends that come into the picture who comes to this girl's house you know who's trying to look for her father there's really no reason that they come there and it's kind of like you know it's kind of weird and strange and you know you feel like the guy's going to be you know maybe possibly like kind of rapey at first or whatever and then it that that kind that just kind of drops out and that's not really a factor yeah anymore i kind of like how it drifts in and out of that because it's like at first he and his two girls that he brings along seem to be the opposition with these creeps on the outside and then it kind of slowly just turns into like a nightmare zombie movie Mm -hmm. uh and i I actually really like that transition especially in the one scene where the woman i believe it's one of the friends of that guy uh not the main girl is at the movie theater yeah uh 
that scene is just incredible. She goes to see like a, a Western, uh, Gone with the West, I think is the title, mm-hmm. and it just slowly transforms from like a kind of charming scene about being at an, a, a like very empty movie theater into just pure nightmare fuel as the house lights come up and you just have a white blank screen with her standing in front of it screaming and then the reverse shot of like a full crowd of zombies basically (laughs) and uh that wide shot of just seeing people kind of because she's standing in front of that you know cinemascope theater frame uh and just seeing people pour in from the sides of the frame running to get her uh in that wide shot is horrifying like so much of the best imagery in this has to do with color, but that one is just a white screen and just tiny people basically. Cause it's such a wide shot and it's, it's wonderful. Well, I love that little Western movie as well. And just in mm. general, how it relates to, I mean, the lore that gets built out about the town and the, the history there of violence. I mean, I think that relates a lot to like what you're talking about, like the new Hollywood era style revisionism here. And it complements itself really well with, I mean, I think the atmospheric qualities of this remind me of like, um, like an old sort of like thirties kind of horror. Oh, okay. Like I I definitely get like, I don't know. Um, like something like the black cat, I think came to mind at one point where it's just like, I don't know. Being in the space is like creepy and unsettling. Yeah, you know what? Like, funny enough, like the sound design in this movie kind of reminded me of the sound design in Dishonored a little bit, where there's like the silent scenes are like you do have, you know, kind of like this silence to them. That's kind of a stretch, maybe, but like, I don't know. Just like I, there are just particular things in the sound design, like kind of how it's like a mostly silent movie, but like I like how every scream is like very kind of. It sounds very like individual it has like its own like little like i don't know the screams are a little off key and like weirder yeah. than usual and like during like the scene and when in ralph's when uh you know one of the girls is you know being chased by that you know horde of people who are you know chowing down at the meat section and like the sound design there it's like you just get like a lot of like running footsteps or whatever even though you could kind of you see like individuals like it doesn't quite match up to the tempo of everyone running but like you know it's disorientating so it's like it's effective in that. Yeah, I think the use of room tone and silence itself is like very uh, key to building suspense and horror in this and even just like abstracted horror where you don't mm-hmm. know really what the horror is. But that Ralph scene definitely. Oh, my God. All those dudes just munching on the raw meat. <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> that I would just be, you know, that that is just a, a freaky a free sight. Meat. Yeah. A, a freaky sight is just seeing like. A bunch of people crowded at the grocery store for some reason, crowded around looking yeah. at something. Just hovering over that raw meat. Yeah, so I'm, go- I'm going to the next aisle. <laughs> and they're doing it California style at Ralph's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I first I, in California. I feel like, like just you know the the house that they're staying in, the father's house, and the artist father, and kind of like the kind of I don't know somewhat hippie type people that come to visit the the daughter it does kind of play on kind of like the like the low ambition people of like beach town or whatever like someone who's you know happy just kind of doing like art in their house or whatever and like it's fun it's kind of fun seeing like horror you know within that realm and I think it takes like the particulars of that and has some fun with it especially Towards the end when, uh, you know, spoiler, I guess, that the, the father has to get killed. Yeah. And also, I 
to you know we're going all over the place here but to go back to what you said jt about the new hollywood revisionism she also goes to see that like you know bloody you know spaghetti western type movie at the fox theater which i believe that's not the actual one but across the street from the scene in once upon a time in hollywood where margot robbie uh as sharon tate watches because there's two theaters there at that westwood plaza yeah i think she goes in the other one the bruin regal or whatever and then there's the fox i don't know what these movies look folks yeah i woke up about 30 minutes ago uh, <laughs> sleepy <Eddie>. I, <laughs> sleeping on the job once again the boys caught me my my reference points are not quite there right now but um just in terms of the the landmarks of like a, a post Hollywood haunted grounds of movie going, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think that this I, I, as a movie about a haunted ground uh, is very successful and goes in some very nasty places, as we said, the grocery store eating, and later on you get just like some nice combos of roaches and lizards. Mm-hmm. It's like a butt, like you go to the the store to get bait for fishing. It's like, yeah, can I get a bucket of roaches and lizards, please? <laughs> and just the nastiest bucket you'll ever see. <laughs> I also enjoyed when uh, the the man we see at the the gas station comes back around and you know gives that girl like a, a little bit of ride and he's eating uh, beach rats yeah oh that's repulsive that is, that is repulsive but that is like in a very like kind of uh i guess uh it's like kind of like the one bit of comedic relief i kind yeah, of i laughed a movie. lot during yeah. that scene that was very funny he was just eating the head off of a bat while giving her a ride yeah. pretty funny to me <laughs> pretty funny and i yeah. love freaking girls out yeah it makes, <laughs> it makes me laugh but uh as we said the there's also the the old west like flashback to kind of uh expose the the history and the haunted violent history of the town and it kind of looks like that western that was being watched earlier so it's kind of returning to that those old genre aesthetics and uh yeah it, it ends on a pretty bloody note there's like a nice mix of blood and paint at the end and then c- calling into mind the fact that they probably used a lot of paint as blood in this movie it's it's a very gross like yeah. combination of gore like uh I don't know, like even knowing that most of the blood in this movie was paint, when you see that clash of blood and actual paint in the the art studio, whatever, it was fucking gross to me. There there are yeah. a lot of images in this that really fucking grossed me out. No, that, that that's a good point because it is like the paint stuff, it, it really called the attention. I'm like, that is like that's paint all over his face. Like that probably yeah. is just real paint he's in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess that's maybe thinking more of like production aspect or something but it is like i don't know there's something like scary about you know seeing this old man you know coated coating his face with lead paint you know what i mean there's something you know kind of unsettling about it i guess already within the movie i love how it's shot too it's kind of like his face isn't even like that clear in the photo or whatever but um yeah it's just like i'm concerned about the paint on this guy's face (laughs) i hope he didn't get cancer from it or something but uh (laughs) Either way, it's well worth it because it is. It really is a sight. It's a sight to see. Suffer that, for that the art. More. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to speak more on the the main setting, this kind of gothic hippie house. Uh, I do really love the the fact that every single wall is just a mural, a, like a landscape painting or something. Not a mural. Uh, and there's one of them that's just like a Savon's parking lot, and it kind of looks like the image of that Ralph's parking lot. And for those who don't know, Savon's. I, I think most of them turned into CVSs, but there mm. used to be a lot of them. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just has that that nothing more California than hanging out in the parking lot of a grocery store or a CVS. <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like the the vibes inherent in that kind of like uh, the, the burnout vision of like th- these are the images that are being called attention to are like the the perspective of hanging in the parking lot kind of and at the beach and whatnot. And I feel like there's a lot of that kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's not endorsing the lazy hippie lifestyle. If anything, it's showing it as being a horrific thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think the film is attuned to that lifestyle in a very interesting way. I mean, I think there's sort of like a clash of the like hippie lifestyle and sort of the suburban aspects kind of being depicted (laughs) as zombies. It's like neither neither angle is particularly appealing like the old like so like suburban aspect of it is like built on like hundreds of years of violence um and then this sort of like the revolutionary hippie vision is just sort of a creepy british guy um (laughs) that you're not sure whether or not he's going to like sexually assault this woman it's i don't know it's a bleak like just disturbing vision yeah you know with like in terms of like that guy's motives i guess you know i was saying like it does kind of like drop out halfway that like he is like a threat but like i think it is like i guess he is like in that evil hippie mode where he's like you know trying to be a little you know a little nice guy action or something like that you know he sees he's coming on a little too strong (laughs) so he adapts his thing like there's there's a couple times where he's like no no it's okay i get like come come here to bed or whatever where you know where he's he's pulling that you know just slipping it in during like these you know nightmare wake-ups and stuff like that so i guess it is it's you know uh it's paying attention to the nuances of a that type Mm. of person maybe a little too smooth we see you buddy (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just think this is a really great movie. Unfortunately, I don't have, like, all too much to expand on it because I think it is kind of this dreamlike, atmospheric movie that is so much about its own setting Mm -hmm. and the the, the vibe that it creates and these images that stick with you rather than, uh, for me at least, rather than getting something out of the material itself. But I think as a pure experience, it's phenomenal. Well, it's like even the way like the movie's set up, I feel like it's definitely like it's putting the sensory experiences first or whatever, because it is like it doesn't like go into any like I guess there's there's some lore or whatever with the zombies, I guess. But it, it's definitely it's definitely not the movie knows, you know, where what its strengths is. And yeah, I think that's why it's also good to it plays into it. <laughs> 